You're listening to The Sideline Story, the platform for all rugby league identities to voice their journey, their sideline story. everyone and welcome to another episode of the Sideline Story Rugby League Podcast. I am your host Daniel Tassoni and join with me on the panel are my two absolute favourite rugby league analysts of the world, Nicholas Guild and Ryan Clark. How are we boys? I'm good mate, I'm good. I'm going good. Just good today, Gildy. Just good, Gildy, yeah. It's... it's, uh... Just woken up, mate. Give me a break. <laughs> Whatever. It's only 1.30. Um, we're back recording in the virtual studio once again, lads, for our weekly episode, gearing up for the English Super League and NRL round recaps. And, of course, the Sideline Stories Bunker Review, the segment for rugby league debate and discussion. Boys, I don't hear any cans opening. I don't think anyone's drinking today for the third week in a row. Well, mate, I'm, I'm, just, I'm just, I think Gil is on the orange juices. I am. Yeah. Go get my vitamin C, mate. PSA, boys, we have cracked 1,000 followers on the gram this past Monday. A proud yeah. milestone for the podcast. How good's that? 100%. It's really good. It's only growing. Gildy, Gildy doesn't know what that means, but. <laughs> the Graham Gildy. It's short for Instagram. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Just wanted to give a no, big too. thank you to our listeners and our supporters. It's very exciting news, man. Like, we've got the growth. So I'd, I'd, I'd like to imagine a rapid growth over the past week and a half, um, which will coincide with our logo reveal, which is nearly finalised, boys, and that's looking schmick as. Um, along with our the rollout of our face-to-face interviews that will coincide with our rebrand. So I'm G'd up. I'm very G'd up. For anyone of our listeners that have not done so yet, our Instagram and Facebook handle is at the sideline story RL podcast or one word, which will be posted in the episode description on Apple, Spotify, or whichever platform you prefer. But boys, let's get into the sideline stories. Quick wrap up of the English super league game one Castleford suffer their first defeat of the season against the still undefeated Wigan warriors 22 to 12 with Bevan French returning and scoring two of their tries at fullback. So he had a good game, boys. 
Game two, the also undefeated 2020 Premiers St. Helens have defeated a gallant Huddersfield who are still zero from four this season, losing 18 to 10. Hull Kingston Rovers defeated Leeds 26 to six with Scotland international and ex-Cowboys centre Kane Lynette bagging a hat-trick. Remember Kane Lynette, boys? Yeah, North Queensland. Premiership, Premiership yeah. winning um, centre. Yeah, he is. Yeah, he got a hat-trick, the mad dog. So good for him. Uh, game four, Southford get their first win of the season against the winless Lay Centurions, 34-8. to eight. It's looking like Lay are going to get relegated the way that they're going, but it's only four rounds in, so we'll see how they go. Game five, Hull FC defeat the also winless Wakefield, 20-14. to 14. There's a big stat that I forgot to mention last week, boys. Um, in the Hull FC Warrington draw that went to Golden Point, Danny Houghton, who's the Hull FC hooker, made a rugby league record 85 tackles in that game. What? Yeah. It's more than a tackle a minute. Yeah. Made 85 tackles. I don't, I don't know if that's possible, and I'd have to see it. What do you mean? <laughs> oh, they played, hey. they played 10 extra minutes as well, mind you. Yeah, right. So he, so he was making – so he made 85 tackles in 90 minutes. Yeah. I'd have to see it, mate. I want to see what those tackles are. <laughs> You're such a sceptical prick. 85 tackles. Come on, man. What, what's the best we had? 60? Yeah, probably. What was our record? 60? I don't know what our record is, but, but the rugby league record now is 85. <laughs> Just accept the oh, guilty. Not a... <laughs> Um, game six in the final game of the round, the Catalans Dragons suffer their first defeat of the season against the Warrington Wolves with a 24 to 8 loss in France. Anyway, boys, let's move on to the NRL with the Sideline Stories round seven recap, starting with our tips of the week. Clarky, you have shortened the your lead, I guess, now. Well, I've lost it. I've lost my lead. Well, yeah, actually, I should have I should have said that. You you were ahead for the last three weeks or even four weeks. Now you are equal with Guilty on 39. I've clawed back. Yes, you've clawed back. And I'm on 35, so I'm clawing back that little bit, but I'm four behind you two poops. But, Clarky, you got five this week, and Guilty and I got six. Anyway, boys, let's get into our round seven recap. Game one, boys, the Penrith Panthers 24 over the Newcastle Knights 6. The Panthers continue their undefeated streak with a comprehensive victory in front of a sold-out Penrith Stadium and remain as the only team to be undefeated. Brian Ty running for 336 metres, 126 post-contact metres, uh, scored a try but saved a try. Mm. Don't understand our super coach, I think, is in 96 with all that work. I, man, there must be something wrong with the metrics. Um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. He's, 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 I mean, I'm picking him in my origin team. He's awesome. Oh, mate, he, I don't recall a winger running for 300 plus metres remaining on the wing for the entire 80 minutes. Well, we, we, were, we were speaking about it yesterday. Um, who's got the most uh, run metres? And it's Gutherson and Sheck. And it's a difference of one. I think it's 
370 and 369, mm. they're making those big runs from fullback. And that yeah. gives them a massive advantage. This bloke does it after being peppered the whole time on the left wing. It's mm. crazy. Mm. And the post-contact metres, that, that he's got more post-contact metres than some guys made metres. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. 100%. Nah, he had a cracking game. But i got to say for that match, uh, and correct me if I'm wrong, I thought the game was in the balance until 12 minutes remaining in the game. But Penrith looked like they were in control throughout the entirety of it, if that makes sense. Yeah. I was going to say, James Fisher-Harris, mate, his first stint, he was on there for 29 minutes and ran for 134 metres. Fuck. He ran for 192 uh, total. That means in his, the, the rest of it, he only ran for about, what is it, 60? Mm. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Mate, he's at the moment, well, at the moment, uh, all year, and not that I'm saying he had a bad year last year, but he's, he's the best prop in the world at the moment. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I can Christian Welch from Melbourne's going pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. He'd be my first. He'd be my first picked in any kind of all stars team. Yeah, well, he's playing for New Zealand there, fellas. New Zealand, the best team in the world, currently ranked number one. Thank you. Good for them. I don't know how? Because yep. they're the best team in the world. That's that's how. <laughs> you know, Dan, you were saying earlier on that um, you know, the game was in the balance. Man, everything that that uh, Newcastle threw at Penrith was in their own half, and that, that even that try was something that came out of their own half where Penrith put pressure on them like an, a, a good side does in, in, in uh, inside uh, the other team's half, you know, in the night's half. So mm. I, don't, I don't know. I don't know if, you know, the game was in the balance. I think, look, I think you mentioned that, you know, the whole time I think Penrith were in charge. Yeah. The, yeah. Yeah. It, so, it sounds, it sounds closer Tull, than we, what it was. Talk, yeah. Yeah. And we talk about Brian Toll, like, this is this has become a um, this has become something that teams are going to be doing from now on. It looks like because what they do is they just continuously kick to him because they want him at the start of the set. They want him mm-hmm. taking the first hit up, and maybe he takes another hit up throughout the set. But he's not at the end of the back line coming the other way at the end of the set. Mm. And I guess you know, you know, the Panthers aren't blowing the Knights away. They probably should have. Yeah, but. Like, it's a comprehensive win. Like they were never, they never looked like they were going to lose. There was, there was that little period where you know Knights got that that mad try against Dylan Edwards, um, you know, fending him off. Stafford Tell fends him off and you know scores from halfway. It's against the run of play. It was, do you know what I mean? Like that's right. Yeah, that's right. But you know, that's all you need to kind of kickstart. You know, your 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 momentum. And you thought, oh wow, it's twelve six. You know, it was twelve six for you know until the sixty eighth minute. You know what I mean? That's where I was like, oh, I was in the balance. Like, it, it could have just taken an intercept. It could have been 12-all. You know, that's that's what I meant by the game was in the balance. But yeah. you're right. Penrith was always in their half. And that's why I said they were always in control. They were the better team and they deserved to win. Guilty, what are our three two ones for that game? Um, we've got Brian Tor with three. Jerome Luai with two. And um, James Fisher-Harris with one. Jerome Luai getting two and he consistently is getting points from us just because he's in, he, he creates so much opportunity and he's in basically every try. 
He's yeah, he's right. His form is awesome. Yeah, he is playing we himself just... into a New South Wales jumper at the expense of, dare I say, Jack Whiten. Yeah, or Cody Walker. Yeah, yeah. Hey, if someone's had to say who's the best five eight in the world right now, um, I, I mean, you, you'd you'd say Munster, but the close second is Luai. Well, for New South Wales, yeah, he is our best. best five eight in New South Wales. Yeah, yeah, hundred yeah, percent. No, mm. no question. The question is doesn't um, always does doesn't always necessarily get you picked for Origin. Though. No, it doesn't. But obviously, they picked him last year. In the um, just just ask Chuck just ask Chuck Mundine, Billy. Yeah, true. But they, they did pick him as a um, shadow player last year, so he was there. He saw what it's about. They obviously, mm. yeah, they yeah. obviously, see, you know, Fitler believes that there's something there. They wouldn't have picked him. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Yeah, hundred percent. And then you know the other question is Brian Toto. Like Gildy earlier, you said he's in your team. He's oh, another he's player that's. But he's another player that's just he's played himself into that jersey potentially, and he wasn't in the squad last year, you, you, and he has a lot of wingers to you know you get over. Well, well, the only one he's really got to get over is Daniel Tupu, and he's playing better than Daniel Tupu. Mm. Big call for some people. But, he's the incumbent, right? Tupu, yeah. Tupu, and the Fox are the incumbents. Mm-hmm. There's a bloke playing for Manly who goes all right. Yeah, at fullback. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, boys, we'll move on to game two. The South Sydney Rabbitohs 40 over the Gold Coast Titans 30. Massive points in this game. Massive momentum swing in this game as well. Game of two halves. Um, But the Rabbitohs take the lollies there and have six wins in a row, Clarky. Mate, it wasn't wasn't one for the purest 70 points being scored, but it was... (laughs) was Mate, it was a entertaining game to watch. Mm. Um, yeah, South looked in trouble. At, South looked in trouble at halftime, but I, I was always confident for some reason. But mate, how good's old man Benji going? Oh, seriously, he's his touches, his passes. Like one of the best tries he set up was when he tracked across to the left of the field. He looks like he's going to go out, and he throws his delayed. Flick pass to Alex Johnston, knowing he was it's like he knew he was going to be there, and the thing just it just held up, held up, held up, and Johnston's like, "Oh, I'll run onto this." Gets the ball and scores. But just beside that, he he was just always around the ball, and he looked threatening every single time. He is awesome to watch. Yeah, mate, he was he was my man of the match, but. He scored two tries, but like even if he didn't score those two tries, he probably still gets man of the match. Like the the tries were just kind of icing on the cake for just how good his performance was. He just obviously helps that he's got Adam Reynolds inside him, and I'm sure a lot of Dogs fans are thinking, why didn't we pick him up? And hmm. it would have been a very different story, Benji playing outside of um, Kyle Flanagan this year. But he's he's got a lot of. He's got a lot of quality around him to make himself look good, but he's just he's just playing so well. As much as I love I love what he's doing, and mate, it's 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 so fun to watch. It's so nostalgic. It's everyone loves Benji Marshall, but let's this is his second game that he's played eighty minutes in. Like, yeah, he's just he's coming on and just 
he's coming in off the bench and playing his part. And if he was playing at any other team, no, no team would have, no other team would have had the foresight or probably the the nous to play him as a fourteen, where Wayne Bennett and him just have that relationship. They're able to do it. Mate, some guys just fit fit certain teams at certain points in their career, and and right. Benji just fits the bunnies right now. That's exactly right. Like as a fourteen. That's right. His injection as a bench a bench player is a masterstroke from Wayne Bennett. But you know the commentary from the media around why did the Tigers get rid of Benji Marshall or even their supporters? That's the same he thing. Can't, can't to your point, Guilty. Season. Well, that's right. To your point, he, he's not playing a full season. Firstly, but secondly, it's who's around you. That's a massive factor for any player. It's a gigantic yeah. factor. You look at Melbourne, they they revolve their like historically, or sorry, in the last decade anyway, they revolve their whole team around their spine in Slater, Cronk, and Smith. And then uh, the former left and they just revolved the whole team around Cameron Smith because he was the best player in the game. And it just worked for them. He, he was that good a player. Like Manly now are revolving their whole game around Shaboyevich because the guy's a gun. But yeah. Back to the Rabbitohs game, another player who was awesome for the first 40, I'd say, the second 40, not so much, was David Fafida. Now, his three tries in the first half were absolutely insane. All three of them were schmick. Two of them I in particular. The first try was, a, was a bit shit, but, but he still when beat, he, when he he still had, beat when, four players. Yeah. He did, but when he held up, I don't, I don't know. Look, I just didn't think it was a super try. The other two were great. Yeah, like that one where he beat seven players off a tap. Yeah. That's like that's crazy. Like no one else is doing that. I, I, I couldn't tell you anyone else that could do that. He's his footwork, he, his power, speed, his strength, everything. He's he's he encompasses the perfect rugby league player without the skill set of a halfback. Put it that like yeah, that's probably what he lacks. So, so one of our uh, one of our friends. Brought up a good point. Um, he indicated that David Fafita is actually quite lazy in his own half. So I'm going to start watching a bit more intently because he doesn't he, he doesn't do an amazing amount of hit ups. Now, yeah, obviously the hit ups he does. If he's scoring three tries in the first half, that's amazing. But um, to be a complete player, he has to be playing in both halves, and he has to he has to be uh, aggressively, ag- he has to be aggressively defending as well, and that, that's another thing I don't really see from David Fiedel is he, he, he doesn't scare scare teams with his defence, and I want to see I want to see him elevate to that next level. <laughs> that's fair enough, because defence wins your games, and I, I'm I'll do the same. I'll, I'll I'll intently watch how he responds when they're defending, because yeah, that's a massive part of the game, which a lot of um, viewers i think disregard because you're always watching the tries aren't you especially with highlights yeah. and shit you know you're not watching oh man like look how look how many tackles he's made they don't want to show those in those highlights even in extended highlights those hit ups in in your own half that that's 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 the hard that's the hard part of the game mm. just i don't want to keep i don't want to keep ragging on david Fafita, but <clears throat> at the end of the game when i sent you guys sent you you guys a message with my three two ones <laughs> and I think they were Killamatungi Killamatungi Benji and and Ken Murray 
And you're like, oh, what about David Feeder? He scored a hat-trick. I'm like, oh, that's right. Because he did not do... I like, if you would have told me that he got taken off at half-time and didn't come back on, I wouldn't have been surprised. Like, that's how non-existent he was in that second half. And and maybe that's why Jess were able to kind of get that role on. Yeah, potentially. Guilty, while we're on, um, we, we, we've mentioned our three top players, but while we're on it, what are they? So Benji three, um, David Fafita two, and uh, Colin Matangi was excellent. He got one. Moving on to game three, boys, to your delight again, Guilty. Parramatta Eels 46 over the Brisbane Broncos six up in the Northern Territory. Guilty, you'll be happy. Parramatta six wins from seven games and the Broncos yeah. one win from seven games. I told you, I told you both. I was very confident with this one. I'm, I'm certain, guilty, that you were like, oh, like the Broncos played really well the week before. But Against I said Penrith. to you, yeah, but yeah. I said to you is that they've put it in for that game alone. But that's yeah. it. They're not going to back it up, and they didn't. They they actually flopped big time. Yeah, look, um, it, it doesn't help when doesn't help the Broncos when. Uh, Sivo decides to make this the game that, you know, he, to put himself back into form. Yeah. And I'm not just talking about him scoring a hat-trick. I'm talking about all the other work he did. He looked like the Sivo that I know he can be. He's been a bit, I don't know if it's injury or, or laziness or he needed a rocket put up him, but he had a great game this game, but he hasn't previously. He's been a bit quiet. The unsung hero I felt was Bryce Carwright. Yeah, he had a blinder. I mean, he, he played he, – what happened was, uh, obviously, Papali, he's playing in Madison spot on the left-hand side in the second row. Mm. Um, mate, Cardi uh, obviously rolled the sleeves up early in the game when he got when he got a chance. So he got five minutes last week, I think, five or seven minutes last week. Mm-hmm. This week he's come in a lot earlier. He's moved to that left edge. He's rolled the sleeves up and done some hard work early, and he's earned the right – to look for the offload, and he didn't overplay his hand. Like we know, we know what he's like. He can throw, he can throw these r- ridiculous passes when he's already been tackled. But he really, um, everything he did uh, this week was a bit more quality. I'm not saying it's going to be like that every week, but he really, uh, he really channeled it. Was, it looked like he was concentrating. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah, mate. The the Broncos. It's just one step forward, and then. 10 steps back. That was, you'd be pulling your hair out if you were uh, Kevin Walters. Mate, um, yeah, absolutely. I read another article this morning when I got up, just got up, and um, I know the teams haven't been released yet, but Walters has already come out and said he's dropped both halves. Obviously, Dearden's going to North Queensland. Yeah, he doesn't like that. Oh, no, mate, you can't, you, Tom Dearden doesn't get, you can't pick Tom Dearden again for the rest of the season. Yep. Well, he's, he's gone. There's, there's absolutely there's no upside to picking Tom Dearden for one more game this year. Yeah, well, well the result the result of what what's happened is that Milford's back. Apparently, he ripped up well, in Queensland Cup. Oh, yeah, sure. well, right, yeah cool. I'm sure he did. Mate, this say like, <laughs> mate, I I I I balked at your suggestion that the Broncos need Carmichael Hunt, Carmichael Hunt back on my mate. A 34-year-old who hasn't played rugby league since 2009, but mate, they need a. F- After watching that interview with Matty Johns, mate, they need a fast track 
Carmichael Hunt into that team. That's well, what makes you say that after the interview? Oh, he just mate, he just looks like he wants to. It looks like that's what he, he just wants to play footy. It is. It doesn't. It's, it's, it looks like a Benji Marshall type attitude of, I've still got enough in me. I can still provide something. It's not I mean, about let's the money. Be, it's not about the money. And let's be fair, Dinkum. Like Carmichael hasn't played footy since two thousand nine. So he's probably not a thirty. He probably hasn't got a thirty four year old's body. Like he went and played, went and played AFL for a bit. You're just running around, and mm-hmm. then you played. Rugby union where you're not allowed to get hit hard. Like, yeah. and I'll, he's, I'll probably got, he, he's probably he got the superstar. body of a thirty year old. Maybe, and he was a superstar. He was a superstar at one point. So, yeah, and just the presence. I think he'll just he'll be good. He'll, I mean, they could dead probably name him bloody captain. Guilty three two ones for that game. Para. Okay, Sivo uh, three, Cardi two, and Gutho. Gutho just. Man, you've got to give your points every week. Anyway, Gutho won. We'll move on to game four, boys. Oh, my heart right now. Uh, the Bulldogs, 18 over the Cronulla Sharks, 12. Man, that was a long time coming, but holy shit, that game had me going. My heart was pumping. That ending, I didn't want to watch it. In fact, I turned it off um, for a couple minutes, turned it back on when... Um, Cronulla nearly snatched the win or snatched the draw. And yeah, it was stress levels were through the roof. But at the end of the day, um, they won. And I was very happy. I was very proud because of the way that they responded after, you know, their first six weeks, which overall was disappointing. I don't think there was any anything to suggest in those first six weeks that they were progressing from the Dean Pay era. And Mate, you- I think that they scored 18 points against Melbourne. And I think that's when they've started to look like they're doing stuff. Like, like I, I told you, and I've said it, this is the, I don't know how many times I've said it, but it takes certain teams the first two months to gel and the dogs needed it because they're fresh. They're, they haven't played together ever. Like, you know, Cottridge to Allen to, DWZ to, you know, like a mix of all those players, Flanagan, you know, a young half, um, you know, our hooker role and the, the the mass changes every week doesn't help either. But, mate, they, they dug deep and they showed that grit and defence that we had with Dean Pay, but they could also translate some points. Yeah, they only scored... It should have been four tries, but they only scored three tries in the first half and didn't score a point in the second. They had to defend basically the whole second half. So for them to hold out a strong Sharks outfit, yeah, the Sharks had the opportunities and fucked them up, but you know, a lot of that comes down to the way you defend, and that won them the game. Thompson and Napa laid a platform early where they were doing two hit-ups per set. Big time. And that's that that's that's how you win or at least be competitive in a first-grade match. Those players have got to do those kind of things. Hopawati's probably the most experienced bloke in the back line. He stood up and did things he's meant to be doing every mm. game. Yeah, I know it's harder. Look, they, the facts are, and I don't know if you agree with me, they, they don't have the cattle that other teams do. No, they're that's, the facts. That's, uh, I think so as long as those players that they've got do that and play the way they're playing, mm. they'll always be in the game at least. Mm. Maybe they won't win, but, you know, if they if they lose by eight, if they lose by six, if they lose by ten, 
but they still put their hand up and they play like they did. Mm. Man, I'd, I'd be proud. Right? Yeah. But before that, three weeks ago, they were playing shit outs. 100%. Now, you said that the dynamic of the, the game has been changed because the Sharks had 12 players on the field. So my question to you and to Clarkey is, was Talakai's hit on Matt Dury a shoulder charge to the head? No. Well, Gildy's, Gildy's, got, Gildy's got a pen. I don't know what he's... Mate, it was the... It, we, we, we had a conversation, a heated discussion yesterday about it. It's going to continue today. There were people in the room when we were watching the replay that don't even know a thing about football. And when they were asked questions like, did he hit him in the head? Mm. The answer was no, he didn't. I, I'm like, I'd <laughs> I like don't to, remember. I, I, don't, I don't remember that remember either. That at all. Because I remember. I remember, <laughs> I remember exactly what Jake said. And he hey, agreed with me. I mean, we're hey. watching it in slow motion. We're watching it about six or seven times. Yeah. Man, they're, they're, you, you know what? And I, and I know we'll talk about this again. Mate, it was the best hit I've seen this year. He hit him high on the chest. The head flicks forward. And maybe there's contact with, with the shoulder after the head flicks forward. Yeah. And then we talk about whether it was a shoulder charge or not. And when you hit a bloke that hard front on and you've got your arm raised, you're not going to have time to wrap it around the guy. He's already springing off your shoulder that hard. You're taught as a junior player to hit with your shoulder. It was a great hit. It didn't deserve any any of the um, issues it got. The comment, not one of the commentators at the time said anything about it being an illegal hit. Not one of the Bulldogs players threw their arms up at all. Every single one of those Bulldogs players knew the jury got hit and just welcome to first grade. That's what it was. Uh, not one. <laughs> yeah, at all the right. time, and then you and then they watched the replay, and the commentator yep. goes, "Whoa." He had to come off. <laughs> had to come off. Yeah, because you know why? You know why? Say that. Listen, what? you know why? I'll give you a good example, right? I said this to Clark yesterday. You remember that? You remember that photo of the white dress? And some people saw it as a white and gold dress, and some people saw it as a blue and blue and black dress. Well, Gildy doesn't know, know what you're talking about. about. You know what I'll I'm talking about, what, man. If we're if we're if we're bringing this as a, an argument, the blue and gold dress. Listen, listen to me. Listen, let me finish let's my talk point. Football, right? Dan. I am talking. I am talking football. <laughs> we're all looking at the same thing, and people have different opinions. If you if you're asking between the three of us only, it's two against one. As in, Clarky and I are against you because you're watching Talakai hit him in the head with his shoulder, and he gets knocked out after he gets hit in the head. Do you think um, he led? He hit his shoulder, hit his head as first point of contact. He's hit his neck and he's gone kaboosh. Like he's he's snapped forward, but it's so a fucking shoulder charge. On the first point of contact, but he's, that's, he's but hit that's him high. But it's irrelevant. He's hit him high. It's it's like a it's like a it's like a head high that hits the ball first and then hits the head. It's still yeah. a head high. So you can you can do a head high off their chest. He didn't yeah. hit him in the chest. He, he got, got him like an ear. And then he bounced up into his neck. That's a head No, he got him in the neck. Yeah, he got him in the Yes, he did. Yes, it is. If you hit someone in the chest and then that bloke sinks a little bit in the tackle and it hits his head or his head whiplashes forward into his shoulder, that's not a head high. Hold on. Wait. No, no, no. Well, no they'll, give, they'll, they'll, give, they'll give a penalty for us. 100%. And look, no look. Way, mate. You look at. No, no, no look. Way. You look at. You look at. 
Angus Crichton, right? Angus Crichton's hit on way worse. Okay, no one fucking hit said him in the head. Sorry, rush. sorry. Let me take it back. Let me take that back. Sorry. You look at Jordan Pereira's hit on Tedesco. Now Tedesco rush. has fought, but he's fallen. He's fallen down, and it's hit him in the fucking head. If he gets him in the chest, the swinging arm. It's yeah, a but different he's, tackle. But he's hit him high. He can't compare. That's apples and oranges, mate. Oh, Bring it back to Crichton. God. Bring it back to Crichton because that's the closest one there is. What happened yeah. with Crichton? Nothing. Nothing. Because you know what? That was a fucking send-off. Or not a send-off. That was Ooh. 10 minutes. Was that? Telekai's <laughs> wasn't. Interesting. Telekai's wasn't, mate. Telekai. Right, are, ready? Ready? are you ready? Are you ready yeah. for this? Yeah. Telekai, yeah. does he hit... I liked the hit, but it's fucking high, right? Funnily enough, the bloke played early to four weeks. He didn't play to a head high tackle though, Dean. He's played to a shoulder charge, which it was because but, he's but, fucking but, but, hit you're, him. You're, sh- you're saying you're saying it's a head high. It wasn't a head high. It was a shoulder charge to the head, but I don't think it was a shoulder charge either. But it was a shoulder but, charge. But, but now, Gildy, can I can I say something? I was Gildy. I was with you with the shoulder charge thing. Okay. And my my big point today was going to be they've charged him with the wrong offence. They should have charged him with some sort of dangerous contact charge where it's not a shoulder charge, but the 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 shoulder has made contact with the head. But there's too much separation of the arm. He's trying to wrap the arm around to make a normal tackle. And that and I was I was going to make that argument until. We were blue, oh, we yeah, were all red we were all red in the face. But mate, he's he's taken the guilty plea. So know, you know what? Got, the, but you know what? So they've, they've taken an early guilty plea. I thought that they just I shows thought he was me gonna... that the sharks are a bunch of pussies for not having a go. <laughs> for not having it's a go. Because... You know there's no way, there's no way that's worth four weeks. No. Mate, yes, I don't it fucking anyone... is. Do you reckon it's worth four weeks? You serious, then? Yeah, that's worth four weeks. That's not worth by four def- weeks. If you shot, right, by definition, he's 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 shoulder charged him, right? And he's it's he's, not a shoulder charge. It isn't. No, but by no, definition, by definition, he's been found guilty of a shot. He's been found guilty of a shoulder charge. It's a shoulder yeah. charge. Are you I, I don't agree that. with it either. Listen, listen, listen. listen. Do, do you reckon that any bloke in the pub watching that game once went, "Oh, he shoulder charged him"? Not one. Because yes. it was a front on it, was a front on it. You're taught to tackle with your shoulder. When you That's watch you the tackle. when you watch the replay, they're not saying it at the time because the hit was fucking massive and it was awesome. But then you watch the replay and he hits him high and in the head with the shoulder when he doesn't wrap his arms. Now listen, wait, because you're gonna get you you're getting fired up. Now just listen to me for a sec. By definition, the rugby league laws of the game as of 2021, the shoulder charge definition. You ready? Uh, quote, need, unquote. Wait, 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 no, 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 no. I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. Because, man, if you've got to go to the definition, if so many people, like there are other people who are in agreement with me. If other, there are other instances in the game where we don't go straight to the rule book and go. But by the definition, it says that. So everything's got to be by the definition. We don't do that. But so you can't just go. Okay, in certain circumstances, we're going to go exactly to the definition, and this is how it is. Man, it's called the eyeball test, right? In the eyeball test, it said it was a it's fucking like awesome hit. End of story. It doesn't oh, matter if it was awesome. He's fucking man. shoulder charging the head. Matter. It doesn't can, matter. Man. There was can, I, can I hear the rule? Can I hear the rule? Because yes, it can. used to be because there used to be a thing about separation of the arm from the torso. So they fixed that. Is that a thing anymore? They Is that a thing that. anymore? 
do no, you mean they fixed uh, it? Because so what they, is it? they fucked it, not fixed it. If it's no, not let, let, him, let him tell, let him tell what's the rule. By definition, as of 2021, rugby league laws, shoulder charge is where a defender without attempting to tackle, grab, or hold the ball carrier or any opposing player using the arm, arms or hands makes direct physical t- contact with the shoulder or the upper arm. Yeah, so Ready? every tackle Oi, that Ravalau has Ready? done this Oi. year. Every look, tackle look. that Ravalau has done this year. <laughs> every tackle that Ravalau has done this year. There hasn't been um, a shoulder charge. He's so basically, so they've basically not, made man. so they've so they've made the rule basically the same as rugby. Yeah, yeah, but they're not they're not they're not they're not ruling it the same as rugby. What I'm saying is, is this not one instance fuck. has occurred. This this one instance has occurred, and they've decided to make the to use the rule in this case. Man, when Ravalawa hits, no one says a single thing about how dangerous his tackling style is, and he does exactly the same thing. His arm comes out, he hits him with the shoulder. Great hit, Ravalawa. As, now, long as, he, now, as long as he doesn't, that, as long as he doesn't hit him in the head. Yeah, agree, agreed. As long as there isn't some contact with the head, agreed. But what I'm saying is, there's no way that's a shoulder charge. No, I, mate, I agree with you. I agree with you. Yeah. But he makes contact with his head. It's dangerous contact, and he deserved two weeks, not fucking four, yeah, and not the you know and not Plucky, and not the th- and not the threat the of six, not the threat of six. The, that, that if was that's the case. If, if they said two weeks, dangerous contact, we just can't hit him in the head. I go, okay, no worries. Do you know what? That yeah. makes total sense to me. We've got to keep hmm. our players away from heads and that. But when they say, oh, it's a head high, it wasn't a head high. When they say it was a shoulder charge, it wasn't a fucking shoulder charge. Ooh, it was head high. No, it wasn't. It's not a head high. It's, it's high. high. You fucking it's shoulder high. charge him in the head. I'll, I'll tell you what a head high is, Dan. A head high is what your mate Hetherington did. That's a head high, mate. Every day of the week. I'm not Real doing that. That's a head high. And Telecos is high. No, it wasn't. <laughs> Okay, hey, guilty. As every week, let's yeah. agree to disagree, eh? Yeah. <laughs> Gilly's out. He's still yeah, the video. Gilly's out. Yeah. He's going to have a smoke. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm just going to the three, two, ones. <laughs> yeah, go to three, two, ones. Go to three, two, ones. Right. Okay. Well, Luke, like we spoke before, Luke Thompson got three points. Yep. Opawati stood up as a senior player, got two points, scored a good try. And Napa, Napa got one. Napa, Napa start to the game with the best I've seen in, in probably two years. We'll move on to game five. The North Queensland Cowboys 26 over the Canberra Raiders 24. Upset here, boys. Three in a row for the Cowboys, which was like totally unexpected four week, uh, three weeks ago. And the Canberra Raiders on the opposite end of the stick have lost three in a row. Quite a damning stat for a club that we all picked in our top six, at least. Um, they're just going through a second slump at the moment. There's something in, I'd wrong. I'd have in my top four. Man, I think I picked them at fifth. Like, there's something severe going wrong there, and I don't know what it is. But Mate, I'll, thought... I'll, tell you what, well, I'll tell you what the issue. They would have won the game if they picked the players that they've got available here. I, I think Ricky's made a mistake in this one. Yeah. And I don't yeah, normally say he's... I think he's a really good coach, but he's made a mistake in this one. But he's obviously done it. He's obviously done it for a reason that no one knows. Yeah, that's fine. But they lost again. But like, yeah. to be honest with you, yeah. they haven't really won convincingly all year. Yeah, you know what I mean, mate. Like, look at what. What about this though? The so the bench, which was again even the bench was a bit shaken up. 
So your four players off the bench, listen to their minutes. Hudson Young played 19 minutes. Saliva Havili played eight. Horsbra played 31. And Josh Papali'i played for 41 minutes. Mate, it was basically the thir- the 13 players basically played the entire game. Yeah. Which is again another very it's very strange. Yeah. But mate, there are some players in that team who have been playing well. So I, I think Hudson Young. So I saw a stat, he misses a few tackles. He had one, he had a bad game against Para, yes. And every now and then a player's gonna have a bad game. Before that though, we were talking about how great he's playing. Mm. Papali, oh, maybe he's not maybe he's not the best prop in the world anymore. He's top three, and Ricky got him on the bench. Mate, he's top three props in the world. He done he done that last he done that last year though, and got a and got a really good reaction out of it. And I thought that oh, was just him, him and, doing the same. The, the big one though is is um, Joseph Tupine. I don't understand the Joseph Tupine. Not not only not only not playing, but not only not on the bench, but not even playing. And he's yeah. probably right now. He's probably the Jack Whiten in form versus him. They're probably arguably the best two players in the team. Yeah, mate. It'll be interesting to see what they do this week. Like, they've. Is he just going to persist with this seventeen? Is he just going to bring the bring the players back? It, it'll be. Yeah, I don't know. But for the Cowboys, anyway. Um, Valentine Holmes is actually starting to show something at, at fullback, yeah. even though I don't think he's a fullback. Yep. He had a great game. Um, yeah. Mate, Reese Robson was a was a late inclusion. He was obviously I'll under a him. Mate, he's so good. He's, he's bad. It's actually surprising that he shares minutes with Jake Granville, but then Jake Granville's been playing actually pretty good when he comes on the field. Correct. Yeah. Even Scotty Drinkwater's um, bloody, bloody, you know, taken that um, – Playmaking role, as you know, he's taken it with both hands. He's just gone, you know, I'm I'm in charge. I'm gonna have to. Well, he's gonna know, have to pull my thumb out. Well, he's gonna have to. He's gonna have to keep doing it because he needs to find a new club for next year. Yeah, Gildy, what's our three two ones? Right, we've got um, Holmes. Like was said, he had a good game. Three drink water, two, and uh, in a losing, close losing side, uh, Rapana had a great game as well. He just does. He doesn't give up. He tries hard every week. So. Moving on to game six, the Manly Seagulls 40 over the Wests Tigers six. Again, another club that we didn't three weeks ago, we you know were riding off, has won three in a row in Manly. And that's making my top eight prediction look valid now because I had hey, them Dan, at who, eight. Who, who are the three sides they've beaten? They beat the Warriors 13-12 and then they beat... Titans 36 nil, and now they've beaten the Tigers 40 to 6. So they've beaten all the sides that they've beaten. I wouldn't consider them right at the bottom four. Do you know what I mean? Like the sides they've beaten are on the cusp of the eight themselves. Oh, the Tigers so, are, aren't. So the Tigers are shit. That, <laughs> mate, two weeks ago, people said the Tigers, you know, Bonner said the Tigers are. They had a shit game this, this game. I, I didn't. I've them my wooden spooners, bro. Unfortunately for Tigers fans. I know. Uh, yeah, and they're, they're only, and they, yeah. Look, they've they've lost four in a row now. Um, 
and they're still only on one se- uh, one win this season. And now they're starting to cop the shit from the media, like severely this week. Michael Maguire's going to go. Actually, no, he's not. Actually, yes, he is. These players don't like it. These players like it. No, we love the club. Like they've always, there's just, I don't think, the reason I've picked them as my wooden spoon is I don't think they've learned as a club from the top down how to like just stop the infighting. Everyone needs to be on the same page and, you know, look to the future. They have Band-Aid solution buys historically. And it's like this year, they're not making an eight. I'm telling you now. Nah. And, 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 and it came down solely to their spine. Dane Laurie was a late inclusion when I made that prediction of them getting the wooden spoon, but he's not the saviour. He's not the be-all, end-all for them. <coughs> There's a lot that needs to be fixed about their club. And hey, like look, I said, it's not just on the field. Yeah, oh, look, I, I think I think they're, in a tra- they're obviously in a transition period, right? And I think they're a team that finds it very hard to sign marquee players. Like, apparently they offered, uh, who was it? Ado Car? Nah, well, I know they tried to get Ado Car, but before Ado Car, they tried to get um, someone and they offered them 300,000 more. Oh, Latrell. They offered Latrell, yeah. 300,000 more per season than what South did. And he still didn't want to go there. So that wow. just tells me something. Yeah. Um, look, I think I think we, we we've talked about it before. Luke Luke Brooks is not the answer, and Luke Brooks has got to go. And I'm amazed that they don't have a backup plan there to put someone in there, yeah, other than him, right? But I think the new hooker they've introduced. What's his name? Exactly. Uh, yeah, mate. I think in two games he's looking pretty good, and like you said before, Dan Dane Laurie, he's looking pretty good. They're the future of the club in those positions. Another player that I feel really sorry for, who I know is giving 100% every week, is that Luciano Lelua. Yeah, he's He tries so hard. Yeah, he does. I feel sorry for him. Mm. But that's, yeah, it's just saying. That's three players. Yeah. And like, yeah, like they've got this game plan now to give it to Dewey to do those like hectic bombs that he does. But that's that's like, oh, that's the game plan now. You can't win off that. No, you can't win off that. And saying that, look, again, again, I, I miss Dewey. Dewey is... Dewey, Dewey is another standout in that team. But that, again, that's four players. Brooks, Brooks is so bad. Because <laughs> yes. if you've got Dewey next year, if you've got Dewey next year, you really don't have to do that much. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Pass the ball to a forward, organise. That's your job. That's been your job for 10 years. How are you not doing it? And Mate. look, even Nofaluma, he's not playing up to standard. Nah. No, nah, but it comes off the – it's not his fault either. It just comes – the whole team is just not – they're not a unit. They're not playing as a side. They're playing individually, in my opinion. And, yeah, it's, just, it's translating to, to their results. Mate, like last year they had uh, Josh Alloway, right? He's going to Manly. Mm-hmm. Man, he, he, he was a trier as well. And he's obviously seen the writing on the wall and he's, he's done the smart thing and got out while he can. Yeah, Guilty, look, Josh Alloway, like his exit, along with Madison's exit, and I'm pretty sure there's another player I can't think of the top of my head, that they're, they're leaving under like dramatic circumstances and they're basically saying, we don't want to play for this fucking club. We'll go anywhere to leave. And the shit thing is, which is, you know, we've spoken about 
not in depth, but a rule that needs to be implemented by the NRL is that players shouldn't be able to leave for more money if they're under contract. But that's what LOA and Madison did. But I think ultimately they left because they don't want to play for the Tigers because there's an issue there for them. But I don't want to rubbish them completely. I will give them a, a you know, minor props. In that game, they looked like they were in control for the first 28. Like they were in the game for the first 28 minutes. They weren't necessarily like, whoa, like, you know, we're in control because they didn't, they didn't pump Manly in the time that they had them, you know, in the arm wrestle because it was six all. And then, oh no, sorry, six nil. And then the 29th minute, Schuster opens them up. And then the 31st minute, Tommy Turbo. And the 33rd minute, Tommy Turbo. So in four minutes, they scored three tries. And you went, what the fuck just happened? What is this? And then DCE had a hand in five of their tries, five of their seven tries. But that four minutes where the Tigers lapsed, Manly capitalized, and that was it. The game was done. It was, and, and you just went, oh, this is going to be a pumping. May I just, I, I cannot believe how much a difference one player makes. We said it last week. I'll say it again. Like they, they prior to Tommy Turbo, they're probably losing to Titans and they're probably losing to the Tigers without him. And then they inject him in the game and they beat them by 30 plus. Like the game plan, honestly, I reckon Des has sat there and he just went, all right, guys, just give the ball to Tommy. And um, that's, that's, uh, that's it. <laughs> just, just go team. On that, Guilty, what are our three two ones for the Manly Tigers game? Uh, DCE and Turbo were close, but DCE had his best game of the season, so he got three. Uh, Turbo, two. And Schuster, he's really showing something in the second row. Boys, we'll move on to game seven, the Anzac, the annual Anzac test match between the Sydney Roosters and the St. George Illawarra Dragons. The Roosters getting up 34 against the Dragons, 10. Uh, I, I'm a little bit disappointed in this match. I thought it was going to be a lot closer. Um, as Clarky and I spoke yeah, about it last week, it was it was just yeah, it was a little bit disappointing. Yeah, it was good to see that the SCG was sold out. I love that, but um, yeah, the the game was was never really in the balance. The Dragons made a lot of changes. Jack Bird went to five eighth as well, um, and Clune came off the bench. But I don't think that experiment worked out too well for him. I don't, I don't mind that Hook's trying things. And I, I just don't know, would you do it against the Roosters? See, yeah. like, you, you look at that team before it starts and the Roosters are a little bit vulnerable. They're not, they're not, a, they're not a shoe in to beat the Dragons. So I don't know. And, and there might be reasons that I don't know about, but why change something that seems to be working a little bit? You mm. know what I mean? Yeah. Like Lomax, Lomax and Bird in the centres were killing it. You know, the wingers <laughs> were killing it. So... Mm. Well, it changes the whole dynamic of the team when you do something like that. Well, speaking of the wingers, guilty. Um, Jordan Pereira got his first game of the year, if I'm not mistaken. And at a point in the game, in the first half, he takes James Tedesco's head off with a swinging arm. Now, the question is, boys, should that have been a send-off offence? Yes. Yes. 
Yes. I think the only reason they haven't sent him off is maybe because Teddy was like his body wasn't at the normal height. Like he was, was kind of on the way down, but it's a swinging arm. It's an, and and, you know, on top of that, it's Ashley Klein. Ashley Klein sent Hetherington off. Well, why didn't he send Jordan Pereira off? Doesn't make any sense. Yeah. That's a good point. Like I can see, like Clarky just said, I can see why um, they've given a sin bin for that factor of him slipping. And, in my opinion, it does suffice to a degree, but it did look really bad and it probably should have been a send-off. Mate, but- I, I don't think I don't think it mattered. Look, it's, it, we're going to talk about the current incident later, but yeah. it's a swinging arm. It's a send-off. Do you know what I mean? Like, you, you don't need to swing your arm like that in any tactic. Yeah, yeah, okay. It's just, it was just, yeah. it was just, it was trying to wrap his arms around Gilby so I didn't give him a shoulder charge. Yeah, well, we know that's not. <laughs> um, look, I forgot to mention actually after because we we're so heated in um discussion, I wouldn't say um you know we're arguing because you know we're discussing, but in the Bulldogs game, um, as a result of the um the Talakai uh, sin bin, the Bulldogs were able to use the 18th man. For the first time, so that was that was history making because it's the first time it's ever been enabled for the game. Oh, um, similarly, yeah. in, in the Roosters game uh, from the Pereira hit, Tedesco got knocked out as a result of um, the swinging arm, and due to him getting sin binned, foul play, uh, and losing Tedesco, the Roosters were able to activate their 18th man as well. So, similarly, in the in the next game, the Storm Warriors game from the Josh current hit which we will talk about that was the third time so in this round alone there was three instances where the 18th man was activated as a result of foul play another instance uh in the um sorry an incident in the roosters dragons game which was overlooked by the match review committee was angus Crichton's hit on adam clune now guilty i know you're going to blow up deluxe <laughs> but uh, what do we make of that? Mate, it was a head high. You hit him in the head. So the difference between that and the Talakai hit is that in the replay, Angus Crichton hits him shoulder first in the head. That's the first point of contact. <sighs> okay. Nothing? I don't think so. <laughs> That's all I'm just saying. He wraps his arms and he doesn't hit him in the head straight away. He doesn't hit him in the Mate, head. I don't know what game. I don't know what game you're watching, Dan. Uh, that's what I mean. Like I can say the same to you, Nick. <laughs> but we 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 we've, we've watched the replay. Where didn't he hit him in the head? We we watched it together. We oh, put look, it on slow motion. Look, we put it on slow motion for the Talakai one, but apparently we Nick, did it Nick, for both. Yeah, no, so, we did it for both. Yeah, and I don't think he hits. I don't think the difference with his hit is that he wraps his arms. And he hits him in the head. I don't see. See, for, for me, well, I don't think I don't think um, was a was a shoulder charge, but they've obviously deemed it that way. But both of them, both of them, the point of the shoulder hits him in the head for both of them. Like the fact that the fact that Talakai gets four weeks and Angus Crichton doesn't even go to the judiciary to even fight it. Mm. Is, it's a joke. Yeah, like doesn't even get doesn't even get a fine. Yeah. 
I'm stitching like out. Purely. He should have. He should have. He should have. He should have um, copped something similar to Talakai's. If not, you know. Mate, uh, I, I think if, if Talakai, I, I honestly, right, I think Talakai two weeks with what we discussed before. Okay, two weeks for dangerous contact. Crichton is two weeks as well, but yeah. he gets nothing. Yeah, it's the exact. It's the exact same tackle, yeah. except Talakai hits him harder because he. And you know why? You, you know what? Yeah. I, I will. I will um, give you both. Um, the win here. The difference was is that Clune got back up and played yeah, the ball. That, that should be neither here nor there. I know what yeah, you're saying, right. but that's that right. shouldn't be an issue. I'm yeah. agreeing with that. Yeah, that's right. But that's why it, it didn't get sanctioned. That's you know what I mean. Like, which is wrong. You should you shouldn't make it make the uh, sanction worse just because someone got injured. It, it's just annoying because look who it is again. Mm. <laughs> you know, and you know, look, I'm not saying that they're doing it on purpose, and but you can't. How lucky is this side? What they get compared to other teams get? It's just another little thing. Do you know what I mean? What are you saying, Guilty? I'm saying that it's it's unfair. It's unfair that the Roosters got look on Instagram. There's people who have put both tackles together: mm. the Talakai tackle and the cross. There's no difference. It's mm. obvious. Joe Manu played well, um, shifting the fullback because he's obviously just a, an yeah. outstanding footy player. I'm, surpri- I'm just you watch that, and I know Reese Walsh played well, and they got Rocco Berry, but gee, I'm surprised they didn't go after Joe Manu, the Warriors. Yeah, just yeah, sign him as a fullback. Hundred percent, I'd really, be signing him straight really away. Really surprised. Really 100%. surprised. Maybe maybe he's he's a player that sort of doesn't want to be a fullback full time. You know what I mean? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe. He's is, just, is, 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 he, is he the best center in the world? I think he is. Yeah, I think he is. He doesn't get. He, he doesn't. I, I think he's very good. I just don't think the maybe the Roosters don't need to, but he doesn't seem to get as much ball as some of the other centers. Not this year in the game. Yeah, not this year. Yeah. He 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 had a. I think it was the year they won in nineteen where he was absolutely killing it, but he's yeah. maintained. Um, uh, his momentum and his form for years. I think he's his, a consistent player. That's what's good. Yeah, he's consistent. Mate, his worst game's an 8 out of 10. And funnily enough, getting into our 3-2-1s now, he doesn't even get a point. No. Yeah. Well, look, he's close. I mean, we've got so many players in that team that you can give points to, you know. Who we got, Guilty? All right, we got Crichton. He gets three. Because even though he did do that tackle, he's... He's probably the form second row of the comp. Him and, yeah. I mean, I mean, look, David Fafita. He does all the little things that David Fafita doesn't do, but he's not as explosive, obviously. Um, yeah, Walker got two. Well, yeah, look, he's playing very well. But again, I, I think I've mentioned it before. He, he's he's the he's the guy who does stuff in the, the opposition thirty meters. He's the creative guy. He's got the loop pass. He's got a bullet pass. Anyway, um, Tupanua got the one point. He just played really solidly. Yeah. 100%. We'll move on to the final game of the round, boys. The Melbourne Storm 42 over the New Zealand Warriors 20. We'll go straight into the biggest talking point of that game. A disgraceful call in anyone that watches rugby league. If anyone says differently, I, th- I think the three of us are blind. Um, and what I'm talking about is the Josh Curran sin bin when he... I think I forget who bombs the like the Warriors bomb the ball. 
George Jennings catches it. And the second he caught the ball and he looks up, Curran smashes him. And that collision results in a head clash. And yep. George Jennings coming off very second best. And Josh Curran going, oh, shit. Like, you know, he's, he's knocked out. To everyone's surprise and shock, the referee puts him on report and Sinbin's him. And Josh Curran was like, what the fuck? What do you, what do you mean? And everyone was like, why is he getting Sinbin? At the, at the time, it was 12 minutes in or 13 minutes in, and the game was 6-4 six, six, four. in favour of the, war, uh, the Storm. And yep. that Sinbin was guilty. I'm sure you agree. The turning point for or, or, or a, a massive factor in the down fall of the Warriors in that game. Yeah, look, there's a couple of things. I don't really understand what the Warriors did in that game, i.e. they're playing one of the top teams and they decide to move two of us a check. But going back to the current thing, 100%. Um, and, and we must be blind, Dan, because um article on um, NRL.com, I'll just read it out. Curran, who, like uh, Pereira, was Sinbin for his incident, is facing one to two game scenario for his grade two careless high tackle on Storm Wing and George Jennings <sighs> in the 12th minute of the Warriors' loss in Melbourne. It's, it's crazy. It's a, it's, a, it's a head clash. Yeah. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about that one. Like, it's not careless. Look, look, George, if he head George, George. Yeah. I mean, that means that every head clash is then careless. 100%. Like, it's setting a precedent. Like, if he needs to fight that, Oh no! Sorry, he's, he is fight. He is fighting that. He's he's pled guilty, but he's seeking a downgrade. <sighs> he should yeah, be fighting. You know, you know, this is the thing. They're only doing that because they want him to play. And I can understand the the Warriors' um, stance on that. They want this guy playing because he's, he's he is playing very well, right? But that that's uh, Dan's one hundred percent right as well. That, that 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 should not that should not be a downgrade. That should not be anything. Yeah. It's a head clash. Yeah, shouldn't be anything. It shouldn't. He shouldn't have been sinned. Nothing. It, it, it was a head clash or whoops. The NRL, the NRL have got to understand that not everything, not not every single instance. There's there's sometimes accidents in the game. Yeah, that and it's contact sports. Sometimes, rarely, there's going to be an accident in the game. It's no one's fault. Anyway, like the, like Graham and Esley, the the from. What is he? The what's his um position in the NRL? The some made up thing. Yeah, he's basically like <laughs> he's the head of referees, isn't he? No, chief no, no. He's, foot, he's chief like head of, of chief of football or something. Yeah, something like that. He's he's higher than the head of referees now, and he's come out and gone. We need to stamp out, you know, HIA and like like foul play in relation to HIA, and you know he's we've right. shown that we've shown that this week. And it's like, and he brings up Josh Curran as an example. It's like, he's is the furthest away from foul play. He's waited for George Jennings to catch the ball. There's no safety rule like the NFL where you catch the ball and you put your knee down. It's like, oh, okay, it's all good. It's a different sport. He caught the ball. He's, he's, he's timed his run well and he pumps him and his head hits his head. That Seriously? Yeah, look, and not only that, look, he's caught it in a crouching position. Now, I'm not saying that Curran... Um, you know what? I, I, I am. So Jennings has caught his the ball in a crouch, more of a crouch position, so he's lower, right? Yeah. I understand that, but Curran hasn't come in with a shoulder or a swinging arm. He's coming to make a tackle, and it just so happens that when he's done that, he's lowered his body. Curran's head's at the same because that's where you'd normally tackle someone. 
and all of a sudden he gets penalised for doing the right thing. Mm. Correct. It's just an accident. And you know what? The NRL should be brave enough to say sometimes there's accidents. So if anyone mm. sort of went, oh, what about this? This is crazy. Current headbutted, blah, blah, blah. No, no. There was a head clash and the NRL didn't do anything. Sometimes there's accidents. Be brave enough to say, oh, it was an accident. 100%. 100%. But on the Warriors, they made a billion changes on the game on game day. Reese Walsh. Oh, mate. Reese Walsh, you know, apparently Roger Tuovasa Roger Tuovasa Shek said, I will play on the wing for you to get some game time as a fullback. So they've moved Reese Walsh to fullback. Tuovasa Shek to the wing. Our boy Rocco well, Berry against- gets the center position. And then you've got Bailey Sirenan playing in the halves. Uh, Jack Jack Murchie going into the second row. Like just crazy mate. shit. <laughs> what why why do it against Melbourne? Oh, I don't know. Melbourne in Melbourne on Anzac Day. Do it against the Tigers. Do it against, you know, I mean, do it against the Broncos. Yeah. Do it, look, you know, do it against the Bulldogs. But don't do it against Melbourne. The bottom club. We made the verse in the Cowboys this week in Central Coast. Do it against the Cowboys. Crazy. And you know, on top of that, look. Yeah, you want to introduce a young player and, and look, he's going to be good. He's, he's very small, but he's mm. going to be good. Um, man, why can't he play on the wing? Sheck, Sheck plays. If you, want to, if you want to have a chance this year at making the eight, Sheck's the fullback. Well, he hasn't played on the wing since he won the final with the Roosters. Yeah, and I, I look, I understand, what, I understand the, the method behind the madness, but it was the wrong game. Mm. And, mate, Roger, Roger looked like he hadn't played on the wing since he played for the Roosters. He just, I know, I know it's the Fox and the Fox will beat anyone, but he shouldn't be getting, he shouldn't be getting beat like that with such a skinny, with such a skinny edge. He did said had two metres to, to cover and the Fox just burn him. But Mate, earlier on I said that, um, that Sivo had come out and had a big game for Parramatta and he, he sort of dropped. The Fox has been a bit quiet and he had a he had a monster game. Did he get a hat did he get a hat trick or just two? He got two. Got two. I think he got to try disallowed as well. But yeah. irregardless, um both the edge players for Melbourne, uh, Remus Smith and him had really good games. Do you know, like 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 they've been out of not maybe not out of form, just maybe not used, but it's a little that's quiet. Try, well, he's been quiet, exactly. But that try he scored where he goes around Sheck, that that was great. And it was a point where the angle that was at the point where he angled inside, uh, Reese Walsh didn't even try. He goes, Oh, he's got me already. Oh he, oh, he smashed him. He's he bamboozled me. He's bamboozled me from 15 meters. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But again, going into our three two ones, Josh Adokar nor Remus Smith got points. In fact, our, our three had a had a blind after I gave him a rip two weeks ago. He's actually been playing well since I've called him out. Maybe he's listening to the podcast. Uh, mate, <laughs> I had him in super coach and I got rid of him for Cleary, so I spent a fortune. But anyway, he's playing good now. So who, three who Hughes, they, yeah. Jerome Hughes, Hughes yeah. three at halfback. He, he, and he did have a great game. He was in everything. Four tries, um, the first four tries yeah. he set up. But he's also the line breaks, and he, yeah. he, he's creating. Do you know what I mean? Yep. That that try that he set up for Kafusi, that was a great try as well. Oh, it was a cracker, yeah. Um, 
Welch is doing a lot of work in the middle, and and he's he's one of the reasons that they're so staunch and they can do what they can do out wide. Mm. And then um, we talked about uh, Benji Marshall, and I and I brought up Will Smith for Parramatta, but Nico Hines, he he's he's a very good player, and, he, and when when they've got a full side, he, he won't be he won't be in the team. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and you know what? Yeah, I, I gave him a little rip one week because I just thought he was slow, but he he played mad against the Warriors. But well yeah, deserved, like Hughes for three, Welch for two, and Hines for one. That's yeah, and that's leaving out a lot of good players as well. Yep. Do I get to tell my Rocco Berry story now? Yeah, talk, yeah, um, yeah. Bring it up because because they I don't think they I don't think they brought it up in the commentary because um a mate of mine was messaging me saying that we've still got the inside word. Um, so yeah, a couple of weeks ago there was the round one game. Um, Warriors versus the Titans. I was up in Newcastle on a Bucks party, having a few beers at the Great Northern Hotel, mm-hmm. and um, this this big old dude walks into the pub wearing a brand new Warriors polo shirt, and me and my father in law are sitting there going, "This guy's an ex first grader. Like, wonder who he could be. Like, he's probably a bit too old to to have played for them." He definitely would have been too old to have played for the Warriors, considering they've only been in since 1993. And we're sitting there racking our brains. Finally, after a couple more beers, I've just gone up to this old bloke and I'm just like, mate, basically, who are you? You've obviously played first grade before, and he was a little bit sheepish about it. Eventually, he tells me his son's playing. And so this bloke who I was talking to, his name was Marty Berry. And he was telling me all about his son, Rocco. Rocco, at that point, obviously hadn't played first grade. Um, and I kept quizzing him about what level of footy he'd played, and he kept being sheepish until his wife told him, just tell him who you played for. So he's a former All Black, this Marty Berry was. Um, for whatever reason, he didn't want to tell me that he was an All Black. So obviously Rocco comes from pretty good lineage. Mm. He's signed a – he's 19 years old or 18 years old. He's signed a four-year contract with the Warriors, without even playing a game of rugby league. Wow, another one. So, well, you, could tell, you, could tell, you could tell he hadn't played a game of rugby league, Bucky. Well, he's played now. He's obviously, well, going into last year, he played two <laughs> games of reserve grade and then COVID hit because he was playing reserve yeah. grade. But he did, he looked, he, he looked a little bit out of sorts. Obviously, he looked like a rugby union fullback who they've said, Mate, you've played six games of rugby league. How about you go and play in the centres? Like, I'll tell you one thing about him. He's bigger than I thought he was, would be. Yeah, maybe he looks physically, he looks, I think he looks almost ready, but he just obviously they would have earmarked him for maybe playing fullback until they were able to snag Reese Walsh from the Broncos. So um, it'll be interesting to see where they play him because they've got. David Fusatua and Ken Marmolo, who start off their set so well, being the huge wingers that they are. So they're obviously going to maybe persist with him in the centre. So it'll be interesting to see if, they, if he gets another might, run this week. It might be a situation where one of those two guys might be coming off contract not too in the distant future, and they might be on a little too much money for a winger. So they might be moving yeah. them on to, to bring this kid through. They probably aren't paying a fortune to. Yeah. Well, you'd imagine they haven't. Yeah, you'd imagine they're not paying him bit, like gigantic money. Mm. But yeah, 
All right. That was well, that was my that's that's my inside 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 goss for the for the listeners for the berry, <laughs> our boy Rocco Berry. I like that's that. It. It's a good story. All right, boys, let's get into the sideline stories bunker review. And as usual, we start with our Instagram fan poll results from last week. Now, the topics last week were: Should TJ Perinara be able to sign for the Sydney Roosters for $130,000 for the remainder of 2021? 71% of listeners agree, which I can see why, considering, you know, it's, it's not even half a year he's going to be signed for. And, you know, news out of um, their camp is that he's coming within the month. So, look, I, I got no dramas with him signing. I just don't think he's worth that. Yeah, and I can see it. It doesn't look good, particularly you know to your um, uh, to your um, conspiracy theory around the roosters guilty. It again, it just it's just another it's just another roosters incident where the, it, they get the rub of the green, really. Yep. Uh, the next topic: Should the Melbourne Storm be punished for failing to remove players for HIA against the roosters? 68% agreed that they should be sanctioned. What happened with that? The NRL just like just brushed that off too. Again. So, but they, did they, they didn't even talk about it. No. Anyway, was, let's, let's. Seriously. I don't want to get angry. Mate, mate they um, were talking about it Monday. It was gone by Tuesday. Next, next topic it was. Seriously, yeah. that is. Too, too much going on. That is fucked. That is bullshit. Hmm. Clarky, I want to hear your opinion so bad. No, mate, it's just what but what do you say? Like the, if you don't get in trouble for cheating, you're just gonna keep cheating, aren't you? <laughs> oh yes. Like it's just plain and simple. Like there's just no there's if there's no deterrent, mm. then they're just gonna keep doing it and they're just gonna keep getting away with it. Wow. One would one one argues, and when I say one I mean myself. That the piss week sanctions that the Bulldogs got back in the salary cap scandal was the reason that the Melbourne Storm did it because they were like, well, nothing really happened to the dogs. So, what do you mean? Why, we lost a lot of points. Why don't we just do it? What for one year? Ah, uh, I know what you're saying. Yeah, 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 they got to keep all their players and they got to take pay cuts. Got to keep... and... yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because if you, with the if dogs, you if you don't. Pay... If you don't punish, if you don't punish cheating, then the cheating continues. Uh, the next topic for the listeners was: Is Isaiah Papali'i the buy of the year? Seventy-five percent agreed, and you know what? I think that's a massive amount because there's a lot of players that could be buys of the year. You look at people like Dave Fafida, even Dane Laurie. You know what I mean? Um, Jai Arrow, Benji Marshall. There's a lot of players that could. Um, take that top spot of buy of the year, yet 75% of people said it's Papali'i. So that's a massive rap on him and guilty, a good one for your your club. Yeah, 100, 150 grand for two years. He's, he's got to get an upgrade. They're already talking about it. Not 100%. They have to. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. You, want to keep, you want to keep the bloke, so. Yeah. Uh, one that has been controversial this week should and and you know what the NRL did do it again. They've probably listened to our podcast yet again. Should the sin bin or send off be used more often in the game? Seventy three percent agreed 
with that edict that Graham and Nisley has staunchly taken. Um, I believe they've done so. They've they've used the edict more. Um, but, yeah, but use it for the right reason. Yeah, that's right. And and you know, there's there's been half of those instances were were incorrect. So that's not a good way to use it, is it? The next topic, boys, to my surprise with the response here, will Daly Cherry Evans be the Queensland captain in 2021? Now he's the incumbent captain, but 51% of people said that he will be. So 49% of people don't think he should be the captain. That's that's heaps. Fine, fine. Who then? You know what? Do you know what I mean? Like all you, I can, all I can easy, think it's of. It's easy for someone to say no. They should. He shouldn't be the captain. Pick someone else. Who else is there? The only person I can think of, and he's definitely not a captain, is Cameron Munster. Munster. That's all no, I can. He's, he's not, not a captain. captain. Yeah. Yeah. He's not a captain. It's like Andrew Johns. Andrew Johns. I know he captained them, but he wasn't really a captain. Do you know what I mean? Where Brad Fittler was a captain. I don't know who you're picking because it's a fresh squad. A lot of them are very junior in that squad, that Queensland squad. And Cherry Mate, if Evans Welch, is... If, if, Welch, if Welch was a leader at his own club, maybe, maybe him. He seems like a good speaker, good public speaker. Yeah. You know, he's standing up for his own club, but he's not even a leader. He's not even the leader at his own club, so... Mm. Yeah, I agree with that. So I don't know who the forty nine percent want. I'd love to. I'd love to hear who, but yeah, we've all said Cherry Evans because there's no one else. So anyway, uh, the next topic, boys: Should the NRL and English Super League pause their competitions for a month in the middle of the year to cater for representative rugby league? Uh, guilty and Clark. Can you no mute comment, him? No, Can no you comment. Mute him? No comment. 71% of people agree that there should be a pause in the middle of the month, at uh, the middle of the season to cater for rep rugby league, inclusive of international and state of origin, by the way, just to reiterate. Papua New Guinea versus Fiji really excites me. Well, look, it excites me. You're obviously sarcastic and just a poor, but that 71% boys, uh, I'll take that. I'll take that win. I'll take that one. Thank you very much. Guilty's, Guilty's the <laughs> right. Going red. He's just biting his tongue. Uh, you know what? You know what I'm. Th- you know what I'm thinking. So I'm just not going to say it. Easy. That's all right. Winners win. But anyway, the next topic: yep. Should Israel Folau be permitted to play professional rugby league in Australia or the NRL? Seventy-one percent of people agree. Now, higher than I thought. But it's a yes. Yeah, that he should play NRL. Yeah. Higher than I thought. Higher than what you thought. No. Yeah. I don't think anyone cares. I, 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 I don't think anyone cares either. A lot of water under the bridge. Mm. If you would have done that poll probably 18 months ago, it probably would have been obviously less, probably would have been 50 50. Yeah. Yeah. But we'll move on to this week's bunker review, boys. It's a little bit of a, a fun one on our part. Boys, there's 17 players currently in the NRL who are on a contract worth $1 million plus. And I'm going to ask you both if you agree or disagree with said players being on contracts worth that much. So the first player, is Daly Cherry Evans worth a million plus dollars? 
Clarky. Yes. Guilty. Yes. Top five halfback in the game. Easy. Yeah. I agree with that. If we're going to extrapolate. Captain. Yeah, he's Australian. He's Australian halfback. I don't think he's the captain. But he's um, Australian captain. Cordner, but. What do you call him? He was the last. Yeah. Dally and we'll be, we'll be it then. Anyway. Yeah. Um, his contract ends in 2023 and he's currently on $1.3 million. It's a lot, but he is definitely worth at least a mil, no doubt. Okay, just quickly on that rumour, uh, mainly salary caps in disarray. Uh, big news is that Brisbane are going to make a massive push for him Yeah, take the rest of his salary up to Brisbane. I did read that. And it's a massive, per- it's a massive buy. And again, you, you, if you're Brisbane, you're paying $1.3 million for Cherry Evans, no doubt. He's the kind of player they need. It helps Manly out as well. Well, maybe. I don't know who they've got in the in the wings. But anyway. It just backs up why you would pay that that amount of money for a player like Cherry Evans. So yes. We're all we're all a yes for him. The next player on $1.3 million this year, and then for the next two years, he's on 1.1. <laughs> David Fafita. Clarky. Uh yes. At the Titans with what they are trying to build with with um yeah. With their circumstance, they need a marquee player. Yes, he's worth that at the Titans. Kilty? Yeah, hundred percent. He's he's not the best forward in the game, but he's only twenty one. Yeah, hundred percent. Look, I agree. Um Clarky, Clarky summed it up the best. Um yeah, he's if he develops his maturity, and he will, uh, he will be. He could possibly be the best forward in the game. Someone like Jason Tomalolo. That's who he could develop into. Uh, moving on to Ben Hunt, currently on $1.2 million uh, for this year and next year with player option for 2023. Clarky. Uh, no, he's not worth a million dollars. Guilty? Just... No, he's not worth a million dollars. He's not worth a mil. He's not worth 1.2. He's Well, he's... no, he, he's, he's definitely he's not worth a mil, so he's definitely not worth yeah. 1.2. Yeah, I agree. He's a player that they had coming off the bench until he got – then you know, then Hook gave him that halfback role, but he started him at Hooker, and then he come off the bench, and, then, you know, if you're basically – He'll be back at halfback for the Dragons as soon as he's healthy. He played. He's played good this year. Yeah, that's right. He's played, yeah. he's played well this year. That one point. That and our opinion on his one million dollars. That is kind of in hindsight as well. When he was signed, he was obviously a lot. I don't know he played. I think he might have played with a lot more confidence. But even that one point two million dollars. That 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 pressure has not helped him at all. Nah, definitely not. And yeah, he's playing, playing good this year, though. Yeah, overall, he's probably a player that's maybe in the you know seven fifty to eight hundred thousand category. I'd go higher. I reckon nine hundred. He's up there because he's the top halfback, mm-hmm. and he's playing well this year. But, yeah, but it's taken him so long to play this well. Yeah, but we're not. We're not. We're, is he? Is he a million dollar player now? Then nah. The answer is no. But nah. he's worth more than seven fifty. He's better than Chad Townsend. Yeah, it's worth it's worth more than seven fifty for sure. 
That's fair enough. Uh, Roger Tuavasa Checkboy is in his last year. He's on $1.1 million. Clarky. 100% yes. Guilty? Yes, at fullback. Yes. Yeah, yeah. That's a definite. Um, look, look, I've said it every week. I'll say it again. He's a massive loss to the game. Um, because, yeah, when he's playing fullback, unlike this week when he played on the wing, uh, he is one of the best, if not the best. Right. You know, you compare him to obviously some other players. It's it's arguable, but he is very, very, very good. He's the current New Zealand test captain of and who are ranked number one in the world. Yeah, it's a good stat there, Clarky. Kalen Ponga is currently on $1.1 million for this year and next year with player options for 23 and 24. Boys, is Kalen Ponga worth $1.1 million? Or is he a million-dollar player? Sorry, it's a better question. Oh, these are one of those borderline ones. If he's not worth a mil, he's worth like nine. Mm. Current is made as a current Maroons fullback. No, he's not. Crimson is. <laughs> oh, that was. <laughs> okay. He Probably will be. be. Yeah. He will be. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with yes. It's, I'm pushing more towards yes than no. This is a funny one. Okay, if you'd asked me before the season started or before he had a game this year, I would have said no. Yeah. The two games he's played this year, he's a yes. Yeah. I think you'd be with me, Clarky. I'm with you. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. And and also what again, what what he brings in terms of marketing, blah 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 blah. He's the face. He's the face of the club in terms of sponsorships and everything. Yeah. Hundred percent. Yeah. Oh, look. Everything. That's actually a mad mad point you brought up there, Clarky. He is definitely like the future of their club, if they can retain him for those two years that he's potentially going to union for the World Cup. Um, and he's a marketing tool, massive one. And yeah. he backs it up as a fullback and he's young. Yeah, I, he's a million-dollar player. Um, yeah, he's a special sort of player. So I think he deserves it. Another one that's um, controversial in that regard of being on the brink is Tommy Turbo. $1.1 million um, until at least 2025. So he's on that contract for the next five years. Clarky, is he worth a million dollars? Definitely worth a million dollars. Not not even a question. Guilty? 100%. Even, 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 even with the mainly salary cap dramas, he's worth a million dollars. Uh, I reckon a million dollar player, absolutely. The, the injuries are a worry, but... If he continues to do what he's doing now, I mean, two weeks ago, he asked me, I would have probably said no. Yeah. Because the injuries are too much of a risk. But we had right that now, he's probably a 1.3. He's a 1.3. Mate, we had that conversation, boys, um, a few weeks ago when he was out. And we're like, well, why would you pay pay him a million bucks if the bloke can't even get on the field? Because you're, ex- you're just... you just. I, th- I think I, I said no, but because of injury. He's still yeah. a million-dollar player. Yeah. Look, he has to be. Like, he's come back for two games and the bloke's... Their game plan. He's a million dollar player, hands down. But yeah, the injury thing is a good factor. But no, nah, he, he's just he's that good that you just forget about that, eh? Ash Taylor. Ooh, this is a hard one. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, he wouldn't be on. He wouldn't be on five hundred if he re-signed with a club now. No, nah, he's just a poop. Mate, I. 
He wasn't I, a million dollar um, player when they signed him. No, definitely not. But I heard I um I read an article a couple of well, it might have even been maybe last year, kind of when he made that kind of back season resurgence where he was saying that he was he was happy to repay the faith given to him by the Titans and re-sign on like nothing. Mm. Like I think he was like talking about re-signing on like four just which really at the end of the day no no other player would really do that. They'd probably just backdoor it out to England. Mm. Which I don't know. I like the sentiment. I, ha- I like the sentiment. I haven't heard it since. I just read that one article and I haven't, so whether it happens or not. Mm. Look, so, um, if he's happy there, if he. Guilty hmm. there. Nick. Nick Gillis. Nick. Oh, where'd he go? <laughs> Nick. Hello. Hello. You there? Yeah, yeah, yeah I can hear. Oh, you you just completely cut out. You said, uh, you, said, you, said, you said if he's happy there and then you cut out. Oh, I'm just saying it's a bargain if he's happy there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, mate, like, to be honest, what, what has he been on a mill for, what, three or four years? Like, mm. He's yeah. made his money. Yeah. Like, you know, let's be, let's be fair. It'll be interesting to see how much he has in his bank account. Yeah, true. Move true. on, still, mate. I, I know I'm not earning three hundred, four hundred thousand. So I reckon like a couple of years of three hundred, four hundred thousand wouldn't be bad. Mm. Anyway, oh, hundred percent. Yeah, we make it sound like it's a bad thing, but realistically, <laughs> far out. None of us are on it. But yeah, yeah. moving on to. Another million-dollar player signed till twenty twenty-four. Nathan Cleary, outright yes. Oh, yeah, hundred percent. Is he? Is he on a flat meal? Is he? Yeah, underpaid. It's probably un- It's yeah, it's unders. Yeah, because he's They've done what? They've if done he's well. the, if Cherry Evans isn't the best, then it's Cleary as halves. Mate, it's a funny. It's a funny thing though, right? So they can't afford to pay him much more than that because if they want him. If they want to win championships, your best player can't take 1.4. Yeah. Or you Correct. lose Luai. And then you're not as good. Do you know what I mean? And then you're not worth 1.4. Correct. Yeah. And, yeah, I, mate, I've never, I've never met the bloke and I've never met Ivan, but he looks like he's smart enough to understand that. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. Well, that's why they're not in the same problem as Manly. It's because they've got... A whole heap of players that are that are killing it. Yeah. Mm, correct. Um, on a million dollars, but has since medically retired. Michael Morgan. No. Uh, right up there. That's a hard one. Right, right, right up there. And obviously retired now, but uh, if not a million nine hundred at the time. Oh, at what time? Yeah, I guess. Mate, the bloke, the bloke hasn't strung five good games together since 2017. That was a long time ago. Yeah. Well, when did he sign? When did he sign, though? Probably around then. Would have been probably 18. Yeah. Uh, mate, he yeah, was the best best half in the comp at one point. So, 
Yeah. <coughs> yeah, you yeah. can see why it's um yeah, you can see why he's on a million now, but he's not worth it. Not, not, yeah, look, last two seasons not worth a million bucks, but he was a million dollar player at one yeah. point. Yeah, yeah, he was. Now, no, nah, not so much. Moving on to <laughs> moving on to a, another controversial million dollar player signed until at least 2025 is Valentine Holmes. No. Yeah, agree. No, no. But not if, if he continues to do how he plays. If he if he plays like he played on the weekend, you know, um, or close to it every game for the rest of the year, he's still not worth a million bucks, but mm. he's an upper echelon player. He's an 850, 900 player if he does that. Oh, if he does Ooh. if he does that, I think if he's he max, plays like that. I think he's worth max seven hundred. He Max. so 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 far on the list. He's he's the second he's the second worst player after um, Ash Taylor on the Ooh, list so far. I'd say oh yeah, uh, maybe Ben Hunt. <laughs> I'd, I'd take Ben. I'd, I'd take Ben Hunt on a mill over for Valentine Holmes. Yeah. Oh, that's a yeah. good point. Yeah. Valentine Holmes is a funny one. Like if you'd asked me two weeks ago, I would have said nah, cool. Um Probably six hundred thousand. Look, it, we we forget that in his side, Jason Tamalolo is not playing. He's going to play better at fullback. I know it's. I know he's a, Tamalolo's a prop. We're not we're not talking about props, but Tamalolo go forward, and the rest of the team goes forward. Valentine Holmes plays better, so we'll see. Mm-hmm. I, I still don't reckon a million dollars. Probably eight hundred thousand. I still reckon high, high eight hundred thousand. Yeah, look, I reckon his limit limit is seven hundred. But the main point here is that none of us think he's a million dollar player, nor should he have been signed for it at the time. No, nah. so, nah, nah. Either way, um, I think this next player will take potentially the worst, but I'm, I'm pro- I'll probably say he's the second worst next to Ash Taylor is uh, Anthony Milford in his last year of his contract on a million dollars. No. Yeah, he's he's worse than um, Val Holmes. Yeah, but I don't think he's worse uh, than well, Taylor. But he's yeah, he's definitely not well, worth a million you're dollars. On par. You're on par, mate. Yeah. At least Ash Taylor's playing first grade. That's true. That's <laughs> true. Yeah, but the difference is the difference I, I make with um, Ash Taylor and Milford is that Milford, when he got signed, was was when he got signed when he was playing well for the Broncos, which was six years ago. Yeah, but man, was he ever playing a million dollars? Well, I don't think he ever was. No, Anthony Milford's never been a million dollar player. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's just breaking the bank, isn't he? (laughs) He's rorting them of their of their cap last year. Yeah, it is. He's not getting signed. You know what? He's he's going England. I reckon. Yeah, who would sign him in the NRL? Who would you? Who would sign? Oh, yeah, they might. For 300. <laughs> they wouldn't. Mate, they'd probably, they'd they'd probably pay, pay him a mil. They'd, they'd pay him overs. They'd pay him 650. They'd pay him we a had mil. to get him down there. We had to get him down there, the Tigers. Yeah. Yeah. Look, yeah, you're right. He, he's on par with, uh, you just convinced me, he's on par with, um, what's his face? Ash Taylor, for Ash sure. Taylor. Yeah. Boys, Jason Tomalolo. 
$1 million a season signed until 2025. Yes. 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 What do you say? The bloke, what, what's his average? Like, he's, he averages over 200 metres a game mm-hmm. prior, to, prior to this season. Yeah. Hmm. He's only played one game. He's only had one. He's had one bad game. He, he, he's still an awesome player. Um, he looks a bit fat. I've said that. He doesn't look real fit, but, you know. I think the thing is with, with him, when they signed him for a million dollars, he was probably worth more than that. Yeah. And um, if he's coming on, he's on the downhill slope now. If he is, um, it's only fair. I think he's still absolutely a million dollar player. Yeah. Yeah. I can agree with that. Definitely a one million dollar player. The next one, I don't know if he's on a million dollars next year, but this year he definitely is, is Angus Crichton. Yes. Nah, not worth a mil. Like, he's just short. You can't. You're not paying him second, a mil. Second best forward in the game, I reckon, right now. After who? Fina. Uh, yeah, well, well, you know what? Maybe the best forward in the game. I, I reckon he is. Uh, Who's better, Clarkie? Yeah, I don't know. Clarky's dirty because he's a South player. <laughs> That's exactly right. <laughs> no, he needs to get he needs he needs to get a haircut and have a shave first. Oh, there you go, see. Work. There we and go. Then more, and then he might. That's the Clarky we're looking for. <laughs> <laughs> His hairdo is ridiculous. Yeah, um, I know. No, so he's not I worth a million. Worth, uh, yeah, I yeah, I don't know. It's hard. He, he'd be close. Yeah, he's he's on that brink. I think he deserves a mill based purely on the fact that he's been a great player since he started playing professional rugby league. He's only developed his game. He he, he, he had one lull, and um, it was two years ago. And then, and I think there was something going on with the Roosters. I know he got signed for big money, and I know well the the, the rumor was that um, Jake Friend and um, oh. Uh, what's his name? The current captain of the Roosters, who's off on HIA. Boyd Cordner. Boyd Cordner weren't happy with the amount of money they were being paid, as opposed to Crichton. Crichton was coming off the bench, and then mate, he was playing on the right hand side. You could put him on the right, he excels. You put him on the left, he excels. He's the best forward in the game right now. And that's um, without Victor Radley there. Do you know what I mean? There's a lot of there's a lot of players who aren't playing at the Roosters now, and he's standing out. So I'm with you. I'm with you. Uh, in his final year with the Cronulla Sharks, Sean Johnson. No. No. Yeah, once upon a time he was, but no, I've got to agree. Nah. He's not that he's See, not that one million dollar player. I don't even reckon I don't even reckon that. Maybe there was one year. At Auckland. Maybe one year. There was Oscar. one year that he was the um <laughs> Where it was worth a million dollars, so no, not even close. Mm. What's he? What's he worth? You know what the funny thing about him? Well, the funny thing about him is that he's not a player that takes you to grand finals. You know what I mean? He's a I do flashy player. I know it's a it's it's worth a grain of salt, but um, 
the stories going around that Craig Fitzgibbon's come out and said he wants his halves next year to be Sean Johnson and Adam Reynolds. That, yeah. if I was a Sharks fan, that exci- that would excite me. Hell yeah. Yeah, because you've got a, you've got a, you've got a, you've got a manager and you've got a runner. Yeah, like that would that would make Sean Johnson a, a, like a well-valued, probably $750,000 player. Yeah, mate, the only problem is how much difference... How much difference is Reynolds to Chad? Gentlemen, oh, heaps, different. Different. heaps, heaps different. Very similar player. I mean, look, Reynolds, oh. is better. Reynolds is better. I'm not saying Reynolds isn't better. I'm just saying they're both game managers and Sean Johnson still hasn't excelled. Yeah, mm. he hasn't. He hasn't been. He hasn't been fit for that many games. Well, that's Adam, a the, the, Well, yeah, they're the same type of player, but Adam Reynolds is better in every single aspect. Yeah, yeah, mate. I, I, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is mm. they're, they're a similar kind of player with, with Reynolds being a better player. If he's going to be next to him, is Reynolds going to be able to make Sean Johnson that much better? He's still not a million-dollar player. Anyway. Yeah. We'll move it forward, boys. In his final year on a million dollars, although he's re-signed next year for less money, Mitchell Pearce. No. He's not worth a million, but he's pretty bloody close. Even now? Well, not now because he's not playing. But him... No, no, no. Him... Him, him, yeah, mate. You're paying paying for his experience and his... I use this term loosely. His his leadership on the field, okay? Not his leadership off the field. (laughs) But, yeah, they're they're not a team flush with a lot of first-grade experience. And I think that's what you're paying for with the game management. It allows Caleb Ponga to do his thing. He's not worth a million dollars, but he's bloody close. He's a lot, cl- he's a lot closer than Sean Johnson. I reckon he's... Uh, I, I honestly reckon over the last couple of games, uh, years he's played for Newcastle, he's probably an 850. That's what I reckon. He, he's an he's a eight to $900,000 player. I'm with that. Yeah. I think, yeah. We're all on board with him. That's probably that's probably under. that's probably what I'm that's probably what I'm saying as well. No, yeah. yeah. Well, what he's uh, worth now not... for me, what he's worth now is about seven hundred. Yeah, six fifty, seven hundred. Mm. I don't know what he's re-signed for. He's signed for less than a mil. That's for sure for next year. No, I don't think I don't think it's six fifty. <laughs> yeah, mate. I don't no. think any other other than the Tigers. I don't know if anyone else is going to sign him though. The, the main thing is at the end. The main thing is that we all agree he's not a million dollar player. Nah, nah, and he's he's a problem. He's a problem off the field. Anyway, yeah. At the Sydney Roosters, signed till twenty twenty four. James Tedesco, one yeah. million dollars. He's on. Yes. He's on unders. Nah, that's perfect oh. for him. Huge, huge unders. Mate, that's crazy that he's on a million dollars and um Angus Grant's on a million. Yeah. That's fair. The thing that I find... You look at the, the, the other second row is that... What's his name? Suwali? Is it? How do you say his Tupanua. last name? Tupanua. 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 Yeah, well, way off. Yeah, <laughs> Tupanua. <laughs> but, but, oi, oi. He's on nothing. Do you know what I mean? Blokes like that are on nothing. Yeah. 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 You, know, you know what I'm... I think I'm... I think why I wasn't able to give an answer on Angus Crichton is the fact that I think he's... 
He's probably on a million dollars at every other club. I'm just surprised he's on close to market value of the Roosters. And I don't and I don't say this taking the piss. People go to the Roosters for less than any other club because of the because of everything that goes with it. Yeah. The premierships, the the um, how you're looked after, the opportunities after footy. I'm surprised they pay Angus Amen. that. Where mm. obviously Teddy's different. Teddy, yeah. Teddy's on unders there, and another club would pay him one point three, hands down. Yeah, but I don't, I don't know if that's he's on unders. I think he's on the right amount of money. He's like Nathan Cleary. He's on the right amount of money. Cleary is Tedesco's in like older, and he's more established. He's an Australian. Well, uh, I'm not giving uh, him more money because he's older. I'm giving but, him but he's more, players, more <laughs> but money. But he's, but he's more. I'm saying experience wise. And he's always in the Australian yeah. and New South Wales side, and he excels yeah. for them. I think. Yeah, bro. Penrith are coming first, man. So whatever. I know, that, I know that, but I'm just saying, if if Tedesco goes, I'm going to leave the Roosters. Guarantee you, yeah. he's being signed for three hundred thousand dollars extra a year by any other club. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, look, I think Nathan Cleary's in the same boat. Look, it, it, I think he's on the right amount of money at the Roosters. That's fair enough. The 17th and final player on a million-dollar contract signed till 2024, Luke Keary. Right up there, but no. 900, 900. If I'm, if, if I'm paying Mitchell Pierce 900, I'm probably paying Luke Keary a million. I'm going with yes. He's in the, to- he's in the top five half, halves in the comp. Yeah, he is. Uh, I, I, say, I say no. I say no. I reckon he's right up there, but he's not a million. Why do you say that? So how much longer has he got there? Uh, three more years after this year. Yeah, right. And they've just re-signed Sam Walker, haven't they? Or they're just about to re-sign Sam Walker? Apparently, yeah. Uh, and they've got Suwali. Yeah, but Suwali's not a half. I know mm-hmm. you're saying that he's going to be big money. Mm. Yeah, look, um, I just think there's better halves. I, I, I think if Cleary's on a million... Keary's better. Uh, sorry, Cleary's better than Keary. Um, I don't think he's a million dollar player. I think at that team, he's a, he's a nine hundred thousand dollar player. Yeah, I'm, I'm again. I'm surprised they're paying him what is what would be pretty close to market value. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I, th- I thought he'd be on unders. Yeah. Nah. Boys, that finalizes the seventeen that are on a million. But in your opinion, which players are future? $1 million players that we have not mentioned. The biggest one for mine is Cameron Munster because he's probably the best half in the game. Well, he's the best 5'8 in the game, if not one of the, if not the best player in rugby league in the world. Mate, 100%. Look, can we do it a different way, Dan? Look, why don't we just go through each team quickly and just say, hey, is there a player there worth a million bucks? Right? So you've got, do you mind if we do that? Well, I've only got three. Oh, I, legit, I legit looked, and I've only got three. Right, who you got? Who else? Mun- Munster, Latrell, Harry Grant. Okay, Munster, Latrell. Okay, I've got another one. Yep. Um, whether whether he's worth it or not, Mitchell Moses will get a million bucks. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Mate, absolutely. I reckon, I reckon, he'll, I reckon he'll go pretty bloody close. First of all, I think Adam Reynolds will go close, depending on where he signs. Will, could mm-hmm. sign a million dollar contract. 
close. Depends where he signs. Depends where he signs. Mate, I reckon um I reckon Josh Schuster will be a million dollar player in five years' time. Oh, that's a big call. He'll be close. He'll be close. I don't know if he's an outright million dollar player. Um yeah, look just looking through the teams. Um the only one I can say other than the ones you've already mentioned, Dan, is probably Moses, to be honest. Oh, Luai. There you go. Oh, he just re-signed for seven hundred for the next few years. I know, but he's worth. Hey, mate, he's worth more than seven hundred. That's unders. Worth, I, yeah, I know, but he's not worth a meal. Either. That's unders, mate. Mate, I'll tell you, you what. Because if, if he was if he was available right now, another club would pay him a million dollars. Absolutely. Maybe, yeah, you're probably and, right. And and wherever he'd go, he'd fail because he wouldn't have all his mates around him. Yeah, correct. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think he's he's special. He's really shown me something. Oh, I've got another one. Hmm. Oh, one more. Yep. If he continues to play at the trajectory he's playing, regardless of position, Burton. Oh, yeah. Fuck yeah. But he will be, mate. He will be. He's special. He, I reckon he's... He, are always looking for that next player who could be the next, really the next great half. Mm. And, um, you know, clear he's there. He's almost there. He's not there yet. Burton, the trajectory, the trajectory of, he doesn't make any mistakes. Yeah. Yeah, he looks good. And everything he does is awesome. Yeah, mate, I really like Burton. Well, mate, I think Harry Grant is in that echelon as well. Like the second he touched the ball, you were like, holy shit, who is this bloke? He is better than Cameron Smith and Cook put together. You know what I mean? Like he could he could be. Sorry. Not Cameron Smith, mate. But yeah, look, that's the best player that's ever played the game you've just said. Yeah. I, look, I, was gonna, I think he's I was an gonna, awesome was, player. Harry Grant, say, Harry relax, Grant's relax. Harry relax. Grant's style of play, the way he plays, is better than Cameron Smith. No, mate. No. And I'll tell you why. Cameron Smith dictates the, the the tempo of the game. Harry Grant can't do that yet. Yeah. Harry Grant's also injury prone. Cameron Smith wasn't injury prone. Yeah, so, that's, so that's mean, a there's all factor. these factors, man. I'm taking Look, I'm t- Harry Grant. I'm... Harry Grant will be a million dollar player. I agree, but you can't say he's better than Cameron Smith. Oh, no, I'm not saying he is. I'm saying he has the he has the potential to be. Yeah, that's not that's not far fetched. Yeah, I don't. I don't think he's. He's never going to be. Look, man, Cameron Smith's a once in a hundred year player. Mm. <laughs> yeah, but he's just such a dick. Yeah, he is. But he's he's the best I've ever seen, unfortunately. Yeah. And we said it before. Like one of the 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 last player I can think of is Latrell Mitchell. His next contract will be a million dollar contract. Mate, he he would have been a million dollar player at the Tigers. Yeah. Yeah, and he's worth. So it. He's a funny. He's a funny one. He's worth yeah. a million bucks. Absolutely. Yeah. Man, this year, well, we all said it on the very first podcast. Who is going to be um, the player of the year? Well, however, whatever we call it, right? He was it, and he's been playing that way. And he's mm. yeah, he's off for four weeks. Yeah. He's he him and Munster are the best players in the comp right now. Yeah, I'm gonna argue. I'm not. Yeah, can't argue with that. Two of the best. Guilty. I will say this. It's is uh, another betting week as your club is facing my club. The line at the moment through the TAB is 19 and a half start. I could be in trouble with 19 and a half because yeah. I don't think it's a thrashing. Well, it's always a good game against against Parra and Dogs, yeah. no matter how they're going. Well, they're, the same, rival, they're rivals. 
Well, it's the same as what Clarky said with um, rabbits and tigers. You know, it's yeah. going to be a similar Mate, similar thing. Mate, I remember when Jimmy, Jason Smith, Jared McCracken all went over to Parramatta. Uh, we played the Bulldogs with no one, and Travis Norton had a blinder. Do you know what I mean? Like that's yeah. just the way it works. So yeah, I'm quite, I'm quite, I'm quite. I reckon it'll be quite, way closer to 19 and a half. That's my opinion. Um, well, it's up to Clarky to kind of. Uh, no, nah, nine and a half. You set the pre- you set the precedence. Yeah, yeah, I, I, it is what it is. But um, <laughs> I just, I just think I'll probably be wearing a uh, a tight bulldogs jersey, <laughs> even with a win. If not, I'll be swimming in the Neil's jersey, guilty. But uh, all right, well, boys, thanks for coming on again, Clarky, guilty. Always a pleasure, never a chore. Also, a big thank you to everyone for tuning into the Sideline Story. That's a wrap from us here at the virtual studio.